from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Tim Wolcott and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hey, one of you guys know Adam Madison on this week's anticipated episode. Well, happy Halloween and welcome to High on Film, your late-night single-feature podcast show. Episode 229... We choose guests, they choose movies. This time, we were like, hey, something for Halloween. So a little bit of a guideline. And here's what our guest came up with. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. From 1975, directed by Jim Sharman, written by Richard O'Brien and Jim Sharman for the screenplay, based off the original musical by Richard O'Brien, who plays Riff Raff in this musical. Of course, the musical only called Rocky Horror Show because it's not celluloid. It's not a picture. It's a full-fledged show. I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host. Welcome. We're all in costume today because it is Halloween tomorrow. So I I won't tell you what our costumes are. <laughs> I refuse, but welcome anyway. I, I love yours, though. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Unnamed guest. Uh, yours is great, too. Thanks. I worked on it. <laughs> he clearly did. So apropos. Uh, I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host. I said that. Uh, let's get to my co-host. He is the co-host from The Couch, as you may know him if you're an early listener. He is the walking Kevin Bacon game, the podcaster of Disaster, the mother of dragons, one of the Earth's mightiest heroes, and the Brad Davis that God gave us. My co-host and friend, Brad Davis. Hi. Hey, Brad. Hey, Chris. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing very well this Halloween. Snacking on some Sour Patch Kids that our guest brought mm -hmm. so generously. Very generous. Yeah. I didn't even have to say trick-or-treat or anything. That is a fact. I can confirm that's true. Yeah. How are you this Halloween? We just watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We did. I I am doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, we watched that movie, mm -hmm. and and it was very enjoyable. Uh, what's your take here? I'm I'm a big fan of this. I, I have been since high school. The the campy sci-fi horror musical is something that I just dig. Rock and roll. Oh man. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen this movie in probably twenty years. Um, I remember actually watching it one time when my family was staying in a hotel. We had <clears throat> separate room. Me and my brothers had separate rooms from our parents. We were just chilling out and Rocky Horror Picture Show was on, so we watched it. Oh. Yeah. That's, I don't know why I remember that. Not very memorable, but I remember it. Well, I mean, it is very memorable because I feel like I'm, what, 14, 13? Yeah, probably. That, I mean, this is kind of some... New sexual ideas at the time, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, young I'd Brad Davis. Probably, I mean, other than like to really delve into it, other than like, oh, the kissing and all that. I mean, I <laughs> is, oh, they're obviously like making out and shit. Yeah, I, right. Past that, I didn't really delve. The too. transsexual from yeah, like the transvestite. Yeah, I just like that. Good song. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is a good song. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Right, um, but yeah, I I like the movie the. This feeling Giving Brad like a blowjob that right. went over I, your head. Yeah, I was probably just like, yeah, that looks fun. Um, <laughs> Why did he stop talking? <laughs> but, yeah, I this movie I I really do like. The second half I'm a little, was a little more checked out than the first, but. Okay. It's, it just kind of. Well, As with any musical. Just kidding. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, but, yeah, I liked I like it a lot, but the second half just it slows down a little bit for me, and yes, yeah. that is what it is. It, right. gets, it goes a little too far out there for me. Okay. Well, we'll get to that, I'm right. sure. Let's get to our guest, the gentleman, a return guest. Oh. And a gentleman indeed. Both true. Yes. He is a good friend, and I believe this pick was out of sheer curiosity. Maybe maybe a bucket list pick, yeah. if you will. Yeah, Absolutely. He had not seen this. This was his very first viewing. I'm sorry it wasn't... Well, your first viewing probably should be a live show. The live show is quite an experience, but... Uh, I thought you were only allowed to watch it 
live for the longest time. I only ever heard of people watching it live at midnight, so I'm surprised I was even allowed to watch it now. Yeah, I think it's good to watch it <laughs> privately first. Yeah. Uh, despite it might be against the rules. Um, <laughs> because I think you should absorb a little about the music and the story and what's going on before you see it live, and it's chaotic sometimes. There's pressure. Yeah, and there's pressure. Yeah, you want to know what's coming? At least to have some idea of what's coming before you have to throw paper towels or toast or bring out your noisemakers or whatnot. So, uh, but here he is, return guest. The last time he came for, what, baseball? And now here he is returning for Halloween. It was, Amer it was American Splendor, actually. Oh, American yeah. Splendor. Oh! <laughs> before that was baseball. Yes. I totally forgot about that wonderful <laughs> treat of a movie. Yeah. That's right, American Splendor in between. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, rain on my own no, introduction no. there. Please rain on your own credits that I clearly should have written down. <laughs> <laughs> Comedian Tim Walcott has returned. Hi, guys. What's Thanks up? Thanks for Tim? having me. Oh, it is a pleasure. Sorry for getting, for forgetting you were on once before. It's okay. Um, what'd you think of Rocky Horror Picture Show? That was a blast. I enjoyed all of it. I'll agree, though, that it did slow down in the second half. I was definitely, maybe just because it was my first time, so I was learning all the things in the first half, so it was all exciting. But, yeah, it, I enjoyed the whole thing, but you're right. It's enjoyable throughout, but it gets a little convoluted at the end. And Yeah. Mm. I feel it clears some stuff up at the end. Actually. It does clear some stuff up, but it doesn't, yeah. Then the mystery's gone. Yeah, all right, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. You're a big Tim Curry fan, though. I've always been, yeah, I've always enjoyed Tim Curry. My first, uh, Annie uh, got a lot of plays in my childhood. Uh, I've never seen Annie. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> it was a mutism. Yeah, that was. She's like, wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, and I was, I was just thinking of another, when, I was, when we were watching it, I was thinking of another Tim Curry like um, thing that got a lot of play in my childhood, but it's gone out of my mind now. Clue? Clue. Yep. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's probably Clue. Yeah, yeah, it's probably Clue. Couple of two? Yeah, that could uh, be it. I do like that. That would be probably my next guess. Clue's yeah. one of my all-time favorite yeah. movies. And then I'd go to uh, TV's It. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, it was Clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, terrific. I, I'm surprised you were able to avoid Rocky Horror for so long. I think after a while, it was it was the pressure. Like, there's so many huge fans, and it's so out there in the zeitgeist that if you don't come ready to give 100% to this viewing, you know, you're going to be the guy on the wall in the corner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, you know, actually, I don't really like Rocky Horror. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, and I had enough other, like, I was a big fan of Grease. Crybaby got multiple plays in my oh, childhood. Cool. Um, so I guess maybe I had enough other campy 70s musicals that, uh, but, you know, you got to watch them. Absolutely. That was enjoyable. I'm a little sad that I didn't watch it before this. Yeah, it's pretty damn terrific. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and we will get into the finer details of that. But first, we must play Trash Star Destroy. It's the first segment of our podcast. It's a little bit of a movie barometer. See how you feel about, you know, some other movies in the genre somehow related to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, of course, it's a... Somewhat of a, a horror musical, I would loosely call it. Mm -hmm. So let's do a category, after I explain the game, <laughs> of horror musicals. Great idea. Yeah. We're going to give you choice. <laughs> three movies of a similar ilk. One, you must trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. One movie you get to star in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And of course, then the third movie must be destroyed, which means that the only version of that film that has ever existed has been both written and directed by Mr. Michael Bay of Pearl Harbor fame. So, three horror musicals. We'll do the, the movie we just watched, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We'll do Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. This is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Love that song. And did he we'll, actually direct that? No, he did not. Yeah, he produced. It. Right, you're right. But you know what he did direct, Brad? Sweeney Todd, That's true. the demon barber of Fleet Street. So there it is. Sweeney Todd, Rocky Horror, Nightmare Before Christmas. Trash Star Destroy. Uh, I 
think I need to keep, need. I need. Mm-hmm. I think I need to keep Nightmare Before Christmas intact. Yeah. As is. I do like Rocky Horror a lot, but I, Nightmare Before Christmas, I remember seeing that movie and it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Still incredible. It's in, it's awesome. It's so fucking good. Um, so I have to keep that intact. I think they put that on the box. So fucking good. Yeah, it's how you market the kids. I mean, um, and I guess I'd be the voice of Jack. Sure. I mean, the main character. The Pumpkin King. I would love to be the Pumpkin King. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll be Jack. Uh, that means Sweeney Todd and... This movie, so yeah. Uh, do I give Rocky Horror to Michael Bay? I mean, I've always, I've said before on this show many a times that I would love to see a Michael Bay musical. I don't know mm-hmm. if this one is the best. Well, choice yeah, any it. of these choices, you get a Michael Bay musical. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I was thinking about more Rocky Horror. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I'm going to give. Rocky Horror to Michael Bay. Okay. I think we can deal without the Sweeney Todd movie. I don't really know what happens to Rocky Horror in the hands of Michael Bay. It's a little a little scary, but... Scary? No, not like scary. Uh, but I think that's the more interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm dead trashing Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. In the trash. Tim. Trash Star Destroy. Um, I mean, after watching that Tim Curry performance, it's hard not to want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? <laughs> um, he crushed it. But I don't know if anyone, if like, I, as a star, <laughs> could match that. Um, so... The humility is appreciated, but you can, uh... Yeah, we can let play. Your own yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, play what, a bit if you'd like. It's more what do you want. Right, right. Um... Live out your fantasies in this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I think I'd, uh... I, I, I think I'd give Nightmare to, uh... To Michael Bay. Mm. Um... And that's, that's hard because that was I loved Nightmare as well. That's that was my if that was the one I was going back and forth with between right for this podcast was Rocky Horror and Nightmare. Ugh. But because I'd seen Nightmare, I was like, let me uh, you know branch out a little bit here. But because uh, Tim Burton would still be involved in Nightmare, still producing, yeah, yeah that doesn't uh, negate Michael his. Influence. That is uh, true. Was was uh, involved in that, so I don't think it would be a complete. I don't think it would be a complete loss. I don't think it would be completely destroyed. That's a very important <clears throat> point to that decision. Yeah. Um, so well uh, I guess that makes Sweetie Todd in the trash for me as well. Yeah, we agree on that. I'm with you guys. I mean, that's I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give. Or I should say, Tim. I'm giving a night, nightmare. The nightmare before Christmas. Not a nightmare before. It's a nightmare it's on the, Elm Street. Yeah. It's the. It's a nightmare on Elm Street and the nightmare before Christmas. But yeah. The nightmare <laughs> before Christmas is uh, going to be directed, written and directed by Michael Bay using Tim Burton's art. And uh, yeah, well, I guess we're just going to see how that goes. Maybe it's live action now using Tim Burton's art and just based off his drawings. Who knows? Maybe. Um... I do not care for Sweeney Todd, so that is an easy trash for me, and it is a very easy star as well in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'd almost take, I no, I'd take any part. I would literally play <laughs> any part in Rocky Horror. It'd be so fun. Um, ideally, I guess Brad is is a fun part, the fun part to have. So yeah, there's my trash star destroy. All right. Cool. Good work, guys. Yeah, yeah, good work. Great. Thanks. Good work all around, yeah. let's, You know what? Since we all did such good work on that, let's do one more round. That's a terrific idea. <laughs> of course, Rocky Horror Picture Show features Tim Curry playing Dr. Frank N. Furter, a Dr. Frankenstein uh, type character, a new age 
uh, transsexual uh, mad scientist. So let's do three mad scientist movies. We'll do the original, Boris Karloff Frankenstein. We'll do the 1990s Island of Dr. Moreau. And we'll do the 2008-ishes. Eight ishes. <laughs> Eight ishes. <laughs> <laughs> the human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein, Island of Dr. Moreau, human centipede, trash star destroy, mad scientist, uh, tool, uh, tooling with and creating life, when probably they shouldn't. Uh... <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. Frankenstein, Moreau. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> I guess I'd star in the original Frankenstein. Okay. Um, I guess I'd be, yeah. Townsperson number? 16. Oh, Brad, you can be like two or three. That's all right. 16 had a, <laughs> had a hell of a role in that movie. Um, yeah, because I guess. The first one to the torch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I'd be Igor. Igor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Fuck it. Um, so. Fuck it, I'm yeah. Igor. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's hard, Brad. <laughs> what can I say? Fuck it, I'm Igor. Hey. Badass. Mm-hmm. Um. So then that leaves Human Centipede. <laughs> yeah. And the Island of Dr. Moreau. Island of Dr. Moreau. The Brando Val Kilmer version. Right. Not the original oh. whoever's in it version. Yeah, I love whoever's in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think movie expertise. Yeah, yeah, I have to... <laughs> yeah nothing but. I feel like just because it's more fun, I gotta give Michael Bay Human Centipede. Yeah. I, I could easily trash that thing and, and remove it from from this world and probably everyone would be the better for it mm-hmm. but I want that on Michael Bay's resume yeah so Michael Bay's human centipede which means I'm trashing Island of Dr. Moreau sorry Marlon yeah. and Val <laughs> I think they'll forgive you yeah Maybe. I think so Maybe Val won't I mean he got to work with Marlon Brando it's true yeah I guess he doesn't get to in any other movies not that I remember. Yeah. Tim. Hey. What are you doing with these three mad scientist movies? Well, Val won't be too upset because now he's going to be starring with this guy. Oh! <laughs> I've never seen any of these, so it's I just want the challenge of doing Marlon Brando's role. You <laughs> might do it better than him. Hit. I don't know what he does in it, but I'm sure it was blubbery. Because <laughs> uh, it was later in his life. I mean, he's. Oh, this is, I feel, it's, it's one of his guy. final performances, I believe. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Uh, uh, so, starring as. Was he Dr. Moreau? Yes. Okay. Do you know starring, what that's about, though? I don't. Oh. <laughs> it's a man who owns an island who's uh, making people into animals. So. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, not cool, but cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so fun I'm, horror sci-fi. Yeah, and then um, I'm gonna give a Frankenstein to Michael Bay. Wow. Um, wow. Because I'm sure he would translate to black and white, Michael Bay. Um, Interesting. Is, um, I'm intrigued by that. Admittedly, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson is Frankenstein's monster. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that means some trashing human centipede. Um, yeah, that's a good. Oh point. no! Oh no! <laughs> what will I have the a world hard time do? With that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, for me, boy, it just seems so. Uh, I could trash Frankenstein so easily. I don't know if I want to do that though. To such a a legendary, you know, film uh, in in horror, but the opportunity to work with. Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando seems pretty awesome. Fair point. Especially because I feel like they're both a little crazy, and that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> We're going to set where people are turning into animals uh, with those two. So, you know what? Let's do it. Oh, man. But then I guess that sacrifices young Frankenstein, too, later in life, if I trash it. Because where's the parody coming from? <laughs> 
Mm. Wow. Yeah. Domino effect. Yeah. Butterfly effect. Or domino. Yeah, I think it works both ways. Yeah. It's sure. It's yeah. You're probably right. Hmm. <laughs> you're gonna give me a lot to chew on there. There. Right. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well. Um, really Sophie's choice, I guess. Yeah. No. Those are butterflies. I'm diving in. Screw the future. Frankenstein's uh, trashed. I'm starring in Island of Dr. Moreau as a tertiary character. Perfect. And, um, yeah, Michael Bay's Human Centipede just sounds like it would be a beautiful addition to that man's resume. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. So let's do that. And that's Trash Star Destroy for another week. Guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back, and we will dive more into Rocky Horror Picture Show with comedian Tim Walcott, and we'll get right back to High on Film right after this break. And we're back, High on Film, talking the Rocky Horror Picture Show for Halloween, the holiday that's going on tomorrow, but you've probably celebrated all weekend long. Your trick-or-treating day is probably over. You're probably sick of it already. But don't forget, Wednesday, all the candy's on sale. Yay! So, yeah, I know. That's talking about my favorite holiday. Cheap candy day. Cheap candy day. <laughs> you got to be first in line to get the Reese's uh, pumpkins. Before they're all gone, they're the first things to go. You want to camp out? Yeah, let's camp out. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Ralph's? That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wait, Ralph's or Vaughn's, guys? Uh, <laughs> or we split up. We scout it first. Okay. We yeah. scout it like this week, see which one has more. Yeah. And then we Who's go Who's selling less yeah. candy? Yeah, we'll just we'll just scout it. Okay. Yeah. We'll be fine. I like this. All right, guys, let's get back into Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> oh. Matt, I'm glad we got these plans down. Um, Important plans. <clears throat> But uh, other plans uh, seem to get in our way here, and one of them involves us taking a walk into spoiler country. Mm. Here we are. If you haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, well, pause the podcast now and watch it, or continue the podcast and listen to this game, the summary game. It's the first official game of the podcast that's worth a damn, that's zero to two points in high on film speak. Uh, We'll each judge each other numerically on our performances. Uh, like friends do, don't worry. Okay. <clears throat> Fairly normal. Uh, zero to two points as we each take a turn at summarizing the movie we just watched, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view. Now, this has a pretty lovely runtime 100 minutes, mm. allowing us each 10 seconds to get out the best. Most complete, detailed summary of the Rocky Horror Picture Show you can muster for those coveted zero to two points. Alrighty. Probably just two. You probably don't covet the zero. You don't know. Well, get your priorities straight. All right, I'm working on it. This is why you haven't won in maybe a week. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Definitely at least a week. At least a week. (laughs) Absolutely. That that we're sure of. All right, Brad. Uh, ten seconds to summarize Rocky Horror Picture Show, if you want to go first. Uh-huh, uh-huh, wow. We're, we're in great shape tonight. Uh, I will... It's a late night, single feature podcast show. There you go. That's, that's... I want to go. Great excuse. Uh, I'm actually going to let you go first, Chris. Oh, you are a prince. I know, I know. My father is a king. <laughs> and that's yeah. Well, I know. I'm a prince. I know. That's the only reason yeah. I would. How call else would you I a be prince. a prince? Yeah, certainly not chivalry. <laughs> no. Uh, so ten seconds. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Chris, are you ready? Yeah, sure. I've uh, seen this a lot. All right. <laughs> In three, mm-hmm. two, one. Brad and Janet, a young couple, uh, get to lose a tire, have to go to a castle. There's a transsexual transvestite from Transylvania who uh, builds a Frankenstein who he wants to have sex with and wakens them sexually. Time. Yeah. Lose a tire. Lose a tire. One down. It's gone. Wow, where'd that tire go? Yeah. Well, they know where it went. Yes. They, you know. It's flat. Yeah. It didn't go anywhere, actually. Exactly. Just the air did. Yeah. It's like losing a loved one. Yeah, exactly the same comparison. Losing you know a where tire, they are. losing a loved one. You know where they are. 
<laughs> You'd have just put more air in grandma before you left on the road trip. Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah. Jokes of the macabre. Scary. Are, uh, it is welcomed. scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about priorities. Tim, you're coming up next here, buddy. Perfect. The movie you've only seen once. Perfect. Ten seconds. In three, two, uh, one. A young couple stranded in the woods seeks help at a crazy castle full of crazy transsexual Transylvanians that forces them to explore their sexuality and then alien show Time! Oh, yeah, good, pretty yeah. good. That is pretty good. Yeah. Aliens are always there, <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise, at least you got to the aliens. I didn't even get to the aliens. Yeah. All right, Brad. All right. Ten seconds. All right. Three. Yeah. Two. One. An engaged couple uh, blow, blows a tire in the middle of the woods, and they go to a castle, and they meet a mad scientist who's created the perfect man for himself, and they have a sexual awakening, and the, that's Time. it. And that's it. And that's it. That's <laughs> not that's it. That is not it. That is not it. <laughs> No alien show. I False ending. To... False ending. <laughs> yeah, fair. That was not it. No, no. <laughs> I at least knew that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. It is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, a Frankenstein plot, essentially, uh, combined with the sexual awakening that ends in uh, aliens going back to their home planet. Mm. And... <laughs> I wonder why I found it convoluted. <laughs> that seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're still a whole segment away from digging into that. So stay tuned as we plow through first impressions. <laughs> Grace tease. Great tease. And the second game of the podcast, zero to three points this time for each one of us as we give the person sitting to our right a line we'd like to hear them impersonate. From the Rocky Horror Picture Show to the best of their ability. I went first that game, so Tim, you get the honor of going first here. Give Brad any line you'd like to hear him impersonate, sir. Well, I think this is mostly because your name's Brad and his name is Brad. Ah. He introduced himself. Great. He so, does. Uh, I was thinking <clears throat> specifically of the time he introduced himself to Tim, to Frankenfurter, uh, when they go up the elevator. Yeah. Yes. Barry Bostwick. Brad Majors. I love him. Big Spin City fan. I will entertain... Um, <laughs> Brad Majors? This is my fiancé, Janet Weiss. Weiss? Weiss? Enchanté. <clears throat> all right, Brad, let's see if all those years of watching Spin City paid off. Yeah, let's find out. Brad Majors, this is my fiance, Janet Weiss. 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 Pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Man, that was good. You have the same confidence. It's all about that boisterous confidence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was a good teamwork, too. I like the way he had his back. Yeah, hey. thank you. Thank you for the line pick. No, <laughs> oh, pleasure. Yeah, didn't even discuss that, though. When I said I'd play any part in Rocky R. Jim included. It. He <laughs> meant it, yeah. I see that. Honestly, touch a touch a touch a touch me. That's hilarious. That's a great song. <laughs> Brad, do you have a line for me, sir? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm going to give you a Tim Curry line. Ooh. Uh, it is when he is uh, addressing his guests uh, right as he's beginning to unveil his uh, creation. And... Uh, Starts by uh, referring to them as uh, his unconventional conventionalists. Tonight, my unconventional conventionalists, you are to witness a new breakthrough in biochemical research. And paradox is to be managed. Okay, yeah. Oh, thanks, Brad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's a tough impression. Yeah, it's okay. Let's see what I can do here. All right. <clears throat> Tonight, my unconventional conventionists, 
You are to witness a new breakthrough in biochemical research. And paradise is to be mine. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was impressive, pretty sir. damn good, man. Thanks. Well I'm impressed. I thought that was going to be a train wreck. I, I had a little <laughs> bit of a heart palpitation I, yeah. right before no I started. For that. I really didn't. That is, <laughs> when I was listening to it beforehand, I was like, holy shit, I really screwed you over in this one. But man, that was good. Ah, thanks, man. Thank wow. you. My expectations were rock bottom. <laughs> Couldn't have been lower. That's why I, I had like no it. confidence in you whatsoever. Only up from there. <laughs> All right, Tim, your turn. Perfect. And boy, oh boy, I think I, I just have to give you a riffraff line. Nice. Street rat. Oh, I almost said the <laughs> I don't same buy thing. that. <laughs> just just a, little a little snack, guys. Oh, guys. Rip him open, take it back, guys. Ba da 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 that's how I get along. Hey. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Not that riffraff. Riffraff from this movie, guys. Oh, man. Richard O'Brien, the guy who wrote the damn musical. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, he plays the Igor character, mm. although they call him a handyman. Mm. And he's the one who turns out to be the main alien in the end. Crazy. Main alien. Main alien. Oh, man, this is a bit of a sci-fi movie. We should have said entering spoiler quadrant. Oh, God. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. Anyway, riffraff line, Tim. Yeah, uh, never mind. We're not doing it. We're done. It's over. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, really Tim. See you later. Sorry, Goodbye. Guys. Yeah, it's a good, point. good time. Uh, hi, guys. They left. I don't know what to... Oh, thanks, God. Yeah, we... <sighs> Change our mind. Tim... I want to give you the line where Brad and Janet first arrive at the mansion and uh, they hear the noise of the, the party going on. Mm. They say, oh, are, are we interrupting a party? Riff Raff says, you've arrived on a rather special night. It's one of the master's affairs. Here it is. Are you having a party? You've arrived on a rather special night. It's one of the master's affairs. Oh, lucky him. You're a lucky. All right, Tim, whenever you're ready, go ahead. You've arrived on a rather special night. It's one of the master's affairs. Oh. Also very good. I like that. Okay. That Drop the pen. Drop the pen. Right. Thank you for not dropping the mic. <laughs> I am going first. to lose this podcast. <laughs> oh boy, Brad Davis. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. the spirit. Yeah, there's that rock bottom attitude. <laughs> hey, it's the theme now. It's the theme. <laughs> Good. Hi, I'm Film. Rock bottom attitude. <laughs> it's the theme now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm glad you do, guys. But you can put the scorecards aside uh, and those rock bottom attitudes aside because it's time for scene work. And you know what? We're an optimistic podcast, <laughs> and we're going to start things off optimistically, god damn it. Alrighty. Janet, <laughs> do -do -do -do. best scene, or because it's a musical, best song. What is the best scene and or song in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Uh, I mean, Tim kind of uh, mentioned this earlier, and I think... Uh, for me, the best thing about this movie is Tim Curry. Sure. Uh, it is, I, I believe after we were done with the movie, Chris, did you call it a, an electric performance? Yeah. It's it's almost award-worthy. Uh, I, especially the, obviously his uh, first song, his entrance is epic. The performance overall is just... Sweet uh, transvestite. Yes, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, I should have said something. Um, but it just has so much going on, is so well done, and then you get to the I'm Going Home song, I, I'm not 100% sure if that's the name of the song, but yeah. I'm Going Home. That's the name of the song, I believe. <laughs> right, which is the, the part of the movie that I didn't really remember from mm -hmm. watching it previously. Uh, it slows down for you, if I remember you saying it. <laughs> 
it, the movie does slow down, but that scene is excellent. That yeah. song is, uh, and I almost was sure I would be saying Time Warp is my favorite song or Sweet Transvestite is my favorite song, which they probably are, technically speaking, but because I didn't remember I'm Going Home from the last time I saw it, and it kind of put the perfect uh, the perfect end to this really brilliant performance. Uh, it really resonated me uh, resonated with me more this time. So I'm actually going to say in this viewing, I'm going home, put that performance so over the top for me. Like he's practically in tears. He's, oh, 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 I mean, there seems almost like a little bit of relief, but also kind of uh, also just being completely devastated. And man, I, that performance just blew me away. Uh, so, I'm, I'm going home, pushed his, this whole thing over the top for me, so, in this viewing, that was my best scene. Damn! Oh, wow, that's, I was, I was unexpected, I, I even, when you started that, thought you were gonna say Sweet Transvestite. It's, um, it's but, terrific, I remember, yeah. that's actually the thing I remember most his about viewing in this movie. His awesome. entrance, yes. Yeah. I remembered all that so well, and it's probably, t uh, actually <laughs> the best, but I'm going home just... No, you're right. It puts a beautifully poignant cap on his storyline, on everything he wants, and eventually gets and doesn't get. Um, do you think he knows that he's going to die and not actually going to go home, even though they didn't reveal that until after the song? I don't think he knows that, but I think it's just more of a... I mean, it's nice to go home. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's like always kind of a... But it's also knowing that he's not going to be here anymore. So I think that's where... Mm. The emotion comes, comes from, from in the song, gotcha. but then afterwards, then it is almost even more devastating that he's not. Yeah, when he's finally made peace with it. Yeah. Tim. Yes. Best scene song. Um, slash scene slash scene slash song. <laughs> the uh, I mean the the best song part was actually fairly easy for me because the only. Like, I mean, other than just what's out in the zeitgeist about this movie, mm -hmm. like, the only exposure I had of this beforehand was the song Time Warp. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, it's awesome. honestly, the whole movie, I was just looking for a movie that, or a song that I enjoyed as much as Time Warp. And I don't think I saw one. Well, that song was, uh, Brad's song, The Going Home, was, yes, it was moving and fantastic. It's still, Time Warp was my favorite song. Um... I think my favorite scene, though, just this say, just the, for the shot, mm -hmm. was in going home in that uh, when he's walking out onto what we think is the floor and it's the smoke, and yeah. then he jumps off and it's the diving board and he disappears into the smoke and the smoke floats away. I was like, that was sick. I don't know who's responsible for that shot, but they deserve a chuck on the shoulder or something. I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, um, I believe it's uh, Jim Sharman's responsibility, nice. uh, or uh, the DP, who I can look up in a second. Yeah. Yeah, and it turns out he's in a swimming pool. Yeah. And he's in a Titanic life, <laughs> life yeah. ra yeah. uh, ring. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think my, my favorite, I guess I have to break my <laughs> the best and the difference. Like, sure, that's I fine try. with me. Like, I think the, the funniest moment for me was the whole uh, interchange, the back and forth, the Brad? Janet, Dr. Scott, Rocky, Rocky, <laughs> Dr. Scott, Janet, Brad. That was, I think, my, the funniest moment for me. Classic moment in this film. Yeah. Uh, beautifully done. And the fact that Rocky doesn't say anything is yeah. so funny that it just stops. And they still restart yeah. each time. <laughs> um, boy, well, you know, I, I would probably say Sweet Transvestite for me. I do love the criminologist. Teaching the time warp and time warp, <laughs> yeah. I think, is one of my favorite yeah, was, bits. That the music, they get this great rockin' song going, and they almost stop it <laughs> to go to pull down a chart <laughs> and take out a pointer and go. It's just a step to you, <laughs> and it's so funny. It's a great bit. But I'll tell you what my favorite, since Sweet Transvestite we kind of touched on already. My favorite is the song Eddie oh, when they're yeah. around the dinner table. And, uh, what a guy makes me cry. Won't I did. Uh, I, that song is so good <laughs> and so funny to me. I, I like the comedy element of it. Of uh, I like that it incorporates almost the full cast singing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a really fun reveal that 
they've eaten Eddie too uh, after right after that song. Speaking of Eddie, though, yeah, that deserves honorable mention. Though, the meatloaf. Uh, oh yeah, busting out of the deep yeah. freeze. And also, how badass! What you talked about, including the whole cast and the Eddie song at the end, like how macabre and awesome would have been if Eddie would have sat up and joined. Ah, uh, that would have been awesome. Uh, and then the whole nice cast touch. really would have been involved. Plus, yeah. that would have been right up Meatloaf Sally. I love Meatloaf, by the way. Ah, mm. nice. <laughs> well, they took half his brain and put half it in Rocky and froze the rest of him until they ate him. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. It yeah, happens. it. I guess so. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, okay. Well, if there's a best scene, unfortunately, it means there is a da -da -da -da, worst scene. Rock bottom scene. Rock bottom <laughs> scene. <laughs> What's the rock bottom scene in Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> who's uh? By the way, whose cinematographer was uh Peter Shushitsky. Sh Nailed it. Shitsky. Oh, I saw yeah. that in the credits and I was going to laugh at it. And then I was yeah, like, yeah, Shitsky. Shitsky. Yes. Shitsky. Yeah, so uh, credit to him. <laughs> he, uh, wow, is a cinematographer for The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love this guy. Shitsky. A history of violence, Eastern promises. Oh, he's a late Cronenberg he, guy. He loves Vigo. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably Cronenberg <laughs> loves Vigo. Either way. Yeah. Uh, Mars Attacks. Oh, I like Mars Attack. Uh, a high on film favorite, After Earth. Oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> a Dangerous Method. Yeah, lots of stuff. Shop Girl worked with Steve Martin. Oh, wow. Shashitsky. Fucking Shashitsky. He's been around, man. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a fun discovery. Fun discovery. Shashitsky. Nice. <laughs> that, we gotta use that as a drop. It's <laughs> great. All right. What is the worst rock bottom scene in this in this movie, guys? Um, you know what's funny? What actually... Or worse song, I should say. Sorry to interrupt. Well, no, no, either way. The one thing I... Because you brought it up, I actually do want to mention it, is uh, the narrator, or the... Criminologist. The criminologist in Time Warp. It does seem like the only reason he really needs to be in this movie because they wanted that joke of, like, cutting to him and kind of losing it. Because otherwise, you don't really need him. Uh, I like him for the science fiction... Trope. Yeah, all right. Horror tropes. And I think he does kind of set the scene work for some things. I think there's some funny jokes that play out in his lines. He, he um, has such, an, uh, such a... Charles Gray. Great voice. Yeah. So it doesn't... I'm fine with it overall, and I probably wanted to mention it if he didn't bring it up, but it was funny to me that when I saw... Because voice... Or not voice, or narrators are always a little bit of a... I question it immediately. Like, is this necessary? Yeah. Um, and with him, it did seem like they really put this guy in there because we have this idea for one joke. We cut the time warp <laughs> song, and this very proper guy is doing the is explaining the dance. Yeah. And it seemed like that was almost his only necessary purpose. But I digress. Okay. Um. Yeah, the worst song though. Guess is the um, and I again I apologize for not knowing the name of the song. I, I guess is probably the Susan Sarandon song. Oh no way! Touch touch a touch a touch me. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I want to feel dirty. I mean, it, it's making love to Rocky. It's more default. <laughs> I mean, I, I I really don't have a worse song. Oh, I got one. What's yours? Sort of Damocles. The Rocky song, right after he's created. Oh, yeah. He's not a great singer. I forgot about that song. Yeah. It could have been a better song if it was more about... It's, it, it just feels too abstract for me. I wish it were more about now being human and having, you know, not knowing what's going on, feeling like you could die at any moment, you know, all this yeah. stuff. All the themes can still be... I think a little more explicitly brought out in that in that song. Yeah, the staging is just him running around with Tim Curry like panting behind and him, falling over. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. go ahead and write that down. Yeah, that Plus I really did not like that uh, scene. And that is, during that, they also have the creation where the body's in a tank of water, and then for the rest of the movie, there is no water in the tank, <laughs> and it has never ceased mm. to bother me. <laughs> so that's that's it for me. Easy, easy. Piece. No, you're right. That's Plus, I I. <clears throat> change 
my. You don't have to change yours. No, no. I but I I seriously want to. I uh. honestly picked that for some reason. I wrote that down and picked that as a kind of a default answer, mm. just because I really enjoyed everything else. But I kind of forgot about that song. Yeah, I. Especially, he initially like goes up on like the chandelier, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, he rises up. It's kind of the, hanging there. And the chemicals. Yeah. The chemical gun, whatever. It was just, and then yeah, <clears throat> Tim Curry just falling all over the place, running in circles without really any yeah explanation, other than I will attraction, say, I guess. Just to add to you, Brad. Actually, before we jump to Tim, that right before touch a touch a touch me, uh, Susan Sarandon is uh, when Rocky's loose. She's shot in like these jump cuts and it's so weird and I think it's so unnecessary and almost insulting that they didn't, like either they cut something out because like Susan Sarandon could have just acted through these lines, but there's like these weird jump cuts that they never like used. this. You mean where she's like standing still and they're kind of Yeah, she says like, three lines, she's like, what's happening? Yes. And then you're like, where's Brad? Yeah. And then there's like another one. It was And weird. then they do like two more, not in succession, but just a little later of action. And then one, like, right before she turns on the TV and sees Brad smoking a cigarette with Frankenfurter right. <laughs> in the bed. Um, but I just was like, why are, why are, why is this editing now? And, and, but that's right before Touch, Touch, and Touch Me. Uh, but I love that song. I'm sorry. No, oh, uh, again, I... I feel like that yeah. song created a sexual awakening in you at one time. <laughs> I think this whole movie is a little <laughs> bit of a sexual awakening. <laughs> Especially if you see it early <laughs> enough. You're like, I mean, that's, yeah. you know. Middle of Pennsylvania, you don't see a lot of uh, transsexual transvestites or transvestites. People going, t -t 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 touch me. No, no, <laughs> not not every day. Yeah, Tim, what's your worst scene song? Um, I got. I think I got to go with the uh, with the light on song at the beginning. That wasn't. That wasn't my favorite. I don't, I don't, oh I don't yeah, know. there's a light on. Yeah, 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 when they first see the castle and the lights on, and riffraff oh. sings out the window at them. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was like, all right, this is underwhelming thus far. Yeah, very uh, forgettable because I forgot it. Yeah, yeah, but I also <laughs> good work. Yeah, um, true. But I also had sort of for, and I, I didn't hate the sort of Damocles song. I was, I caught, I got caught up on. He's like four seconds old, and he plays really dumb the rest of the time, but he knows about the Sword of Damocles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But, uh, uh, I think I'll stick with the, the Light On song, just because I, it, it was this one that didn't stick out at all to me. Yeah. And when I, when I was like, oh, I'm looking for a worse song, this is horrible. <laughs> See, I like that song, but... You want to talk about slowing something down. That, I think that slows down the beginning of this movie a lot. It does. After the whole wedding, David Janet, which is great. Yeah. Um, then we have the car, and then we have to sing another song before we even get to the castle. That's a lot. We don't necessarily need it. We know evil awaits in the castle. We know they're in love. These are all things we already have established. Yeah. But yeah, especially because you kind of like the song. Right, especially because right after that you do time warp, and then you almost immediately go into sweet transvestite. Yeah, so like you don't need that song. Though. Right, you get you pack in enough music right after that to skip it. Yeah, there it is, and then two of the best songs too. Yes, in a row. There it is, guys. It's time for milking it. It's the final game of the podcast. The most heavily weighted as well, zero to five <laughs> points for each one of us as we draw a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres. Onset card will give you a new way to kind of reuse any of the characters, the plot points, the themes, the songs, anything you'd like from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Reimagine them, reduce them, reuse them, recycle them, however you'd like to look at it. Uh, make a brand new movie. We need a title and a quick summary. Put it back out there. Make a billion more dollars for the studio system. All right? So let's get out the old relic. Oh, the big box. One song on Paramount Studios set, responsible for many, many movies. And uh, I believe, Brad, it is it's your turn to go first. That is correct. All right. And we have a sequel. Oh, I dig it. I am going to do 
a coming-of-age sex comedy. Oh, that's fitting. Apropos. Perfect. Tim, please draw a card. Oh, I'm going to draw a card. A buddy cop movie. Uh, yes, perfect. I am very excited for that. Eddie Murphy, Judge Reinhold in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Guys, we're going to take another break and be right back with three more, three more, three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment right after this. And we're back, high on film, right in the middle of milking it for Halloween. Although we didn't really watch a scary movie, and I don't think any of these are very scary uh, genres. You really milked that intro. I tried to. <laughs> uh, to be fair, our whole last episode was about milk. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enticing, I know. Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk. There it is. We did Milk, the Sean Penn movie. That actually would be great. I love that movie. I would love to do that movie. No, we did Ernest Scared Stupid last week. Right. It's a great time. But no, we're doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. And Brad, you are giving us Rocky Horror Picture Show's sequel. Yes. Title of a quick summary for Milk It, zero to five points. What do you got? Okay. Uh, bear with me. <laughs> Rock uh, bottom attitude. Yeah. This is whatever. Uh, Brad and Janet are now married, but are having marital problems. Um, and it's their annual visit to where the castle used to reside. They go there every year. It's kind of a way to, just kind of an anniversary, a kind of way to rekindle things, because that was kind of a important moment in, uh, <clears throat> in their lives. And this year, when they go back, they find that the castle has returned. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, big, big, big deal. So they enter the castle to find Rocky there. Oh man! Um, with a uh, with a a similar, almost like a not, almost a clone of himself, oh. but one that is extremely intelligent. So almost like a imagine like a Channing Tatum, sure, in, but in, extremely intelligent. Yes, <laughs> or Rocky, but extremely intelligent. Uh, yeah, uh, you said it. Channing Tatum is not intelligent. <laughs> no, that's not. What I'm saying. Uh, no, I'm saying the character of Rocky, but no, I, yeah, I, fuck yourself. Uh, so yes, they find that they uh, that Rocky's there with. This new character who's very intelligent, and they are trying to bring Frankenfurter back to life. And they are kind of re recreating the monster, kind of setting up the same uh, the the tank and everything that he had set up before in order to revive him, mm -hmm. uh, which they are in the end able to do, but with some side effects to now where comes uh, he you know kind of the the bloodlust he had initially is now even greater so it's kind of trying to uh reteach him how to be uh civil uh yeah so that's i like that the reverse frankenstein yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i dig it man uh the title which i apologize for because I don't have anything good is the return of the horror picture show rise of Frankenfurter hmm <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> I see yeah. Yeah, I tried your apologies accepted <laughs> I tried to do like a bride of Frankenstein title yeah. thing but it didn't really work with exactly what I was doing because rise of Frankenfurter I think is good oh okay I didn't know if that was I don't know yeah, the what the first part is a little weird because the picture show thing is meta, and what was it? The return of the horror picture show. horror picture show. Yeah, not Rocky Horror. No, let's drop the first name. Well, yeah, I mean it's more on the i. It's kind of playing on the fact that that's the genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the idea. 
Yeah. They should have just gone with Rise of Prey. Let's workshop that title. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Happy to do it. Uh, I have a coming-of-age uh, sex comedy, if you're ready. Ready. Born ready. There it is. Tim Wolcott, born ready. You should put that on your resume, if it's not there already. <clears throat> All right. So we start, and the prom, the high school prom is ending, and they just crowned Brad and Janet king and queen of the prom. This wholesome Midwest teen couple, right? And they're just so happy. They're driving, they get in the car, they're driving home. Brad's going to drop Janet off at her house because they're very, very wholesome. Um, and it's a rainy night, sure, as it happens sometimes. April showers bring May flowers, and sometimes it still rains in May. Uh, so they get a flat tire uh, out in the, you know, the countryside, and the only house that's, the, the only house that's anywhere close is um, where one of the more risque prom parties in the school is being held by Frank Furter, um, you know, an alternative kid in the high school. So they're like, oh, what do we do? We can't go there. There's going to be drinking. There's going to be weirdos. We shouldn't go. But they're just like, we have to. So they go up, um, and they're exposed to people, you know, up and down the Kinsey scale. There is drinking. There's some drug use. Um, of course, Frank is there, you know, dressed in lingerie. Um, and they're like, oh, wow, you don't dress like this at school. And he's like, they don't let me dress like this at school. Um but either way, uh, so they're kind of like, go through this like, um, quote unquote, like fun house of a new world of this prom party uh, for them. Uh, then a fight breaks out between a jock and a greaser guy who are both there. Um, the greaser guy gets badly hurt, which then disbands the party. Like everyone's like, oh shit, we got to get out of here. There's probably some blood. Uh, and it leaves only... The host, Frank, his two best friends, um, Raph and uh, and Magenta, and um, Brad and Janet, the prom king and queen, stick behind to help clean the house, Frank's house, before his parents come home the next morning. <laughs> and it's called Risky Horror Picture Business. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm in. Yeah. Alright, I'd watch it. Yeah, cool. I'd hope so. <laughs> In theaters. Next June. Wow, that's fast. Quick turnaround. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Well, the script's already done. That's true. I got the cast almost solidified. Oh. Still gotta find Frank. Oh. <laughs> Tim! You have the buddy cop comedy. Yeah, I do. Movie. Yeah, Doesn't have to be a comedy, right? Just a movie. Right. Please. Take the stage. Alright. So, there's uh, been reports of people disappearing at this strange castle in the middle of nowhere. So, a hot young detective team, and I tried to go with some young detect, some young actors I thought would be of the era of Rocky Horror. Oh, so um, still made in '75. Still made in '75. Maybe even a time warp to like seventy, Ooh. maybe like '73. Maybe, maybe this is sort of a prequel. Okay. Um, I dig it. So I went with Danny Glover and Harrison Ford as two <laughs> young detectives. Terrific. Sent to really uh, young detectives. Investigate. Uh, you know, Danny Glover was too old for this shit by like 82. That's true. So, yeah, that's a good seven. point. <clears throat> and Harrison Ford seven. was, uh, uh, you know, he was in Star Wars uh, not too long after that. So. And he's in the conversation like, 74? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, so a buddy cop movie. Uh, I'm still seven. going. You got my ticket, all right? Yeah, so they get sent to investigate. They're met at the door by Riff Raff and Magento, of course, who lead them to meet Tim Curry, who uh, uh, tries... Uh, to seduce uh, both of them in turn, uh, both Harrison Ford and uh, Daniel Danny Glover. Daniel Glover. Daniel Glover. <laughs> Formal. I appreciate that. I'm sure Daniel does as well. He does. When you're seducing him, <laughs> call yeah. him Daniel. Hello, call Daniel. Daniel. Um, and then uh, he sort of disappears, Tim Curry does, and the two of them are separated. Uh, Harrison Ford and Daniel Glover. <laughs> and, I mean, Her Harry Ford and Daniel Glover. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're led on a, a, a series of 
sexual mysteries and adventures uh, through the castle uh, where they're led to realize that really they just love each other and oh. they want to be together. Wow. So that when they meet up, they, uh, they realize they love each other. They, they hate uh, sexually aggressive transsexual Transylvanians, uh, don't care about missing people anymore. So they shoot their way out and uh, live happily ever after fighting crime in a small town in upstate Idaho. Wow. All right. And it's called, and I went right on the nose on this one. Sure. Uh, Buddy Horror Cop Movie Picture Show. <laughs> you did go right on the nose. Although you kind of go off the nose with the whole, you kept the horror part in. <laughs> oh, I mean, someone probably died. That was horrible. Yeah, oh, way. horrible. Not horror, though. Horror. I mean, it was. You're right. I left out the horror part. Yeah. I threw the horror into the title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I left the horror part out of the story. It's all right. I, I, I still like your movie a lot. Thank you. Guys, once you're done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for a final edition. And as we do that, of course, we must move into the pessimistic, rock-bottom, bad attitude end of our podcast. <laughs> known as Podcast Regrets. Is there anything you regret saying or not saying throughout the duration of this show? Uh, I regret saying that the worst song for me was the Susan Sarandon song. It I definitely dislike the Rocky song more. Mm. I just did not Damn write it down. Sword, yeah. Yeah, I assumed there would be something I would like less in the movie, I think. <laughs> so that's why I didn't take note of it at the time. But no, that is definitely a worse song. So that is my regret. Tim? I think I regret in the, uh, in the best uh, or favorite scene segment, not at least mentioning the... Dual seduction of uh, of uh, Susan Sarandon and, and the and mayor from Spencer. The mayor, Barry Bostwick. Barry Bostwick by yeah. Tim Curry. Uh, that was a great scene as well, especially how they did it with the exact same, same dialogue. Yeah, that's dialogue. What makes sense. yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's great. And also, I regret not mentioning. I also loved how different character, the main characters would check in every once in a while with the camera. Um, oh yeah, 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 like right, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah, really nice, especially for the performative end. Yeah, and you know the criminologist addressing us, and it threw it, it threw a little bit of uh, like respect to the fact that it was a play beforehand. Oh, um, that's a good point in a way. Also true. So, um, but other than that, no regrets, man. Hey, no regrets. Amen, brother. <laughs> Born ready, no regrets. <laughs> Tim Walcott. Yeah, Tim Walcott. Uh, mine is that I don't think we paid enough um, respect to Damn It, Janet. Mm. I love that song. That's it is great. so good. Yeah. And we, I don't think, touched on it really at all. No, barely. Yeah. And then, boy, and, oh, geez, like, the, the backup, what is it? It's Magenta and uh, Riff Raff as the American Gothic oh, yeah. church people. Yeah, with going, the casket. Janet. Janet. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, with bringing the casket into the wedding, yeah, into the church. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. It's a phenomenal song, and we paid it uh, zero time on this podcast, so that's my regret. Oh, it's a good regret. Yeah, thanks, man. No problem. Well, Brad. Yeah, I called it. You called it. 16.3 points. Third place. Uh, I missed it. Zip. Zip. <laughs> Zip place. Last place. Got it. Yep. <laughs> you might, if, if we were scoring 0, 1, and 2, you would have gotten zip. But uh, you got 16.3 points in reality. I'm right there with you. 16.9, just slightly above. Uh, and Tim, only a little bit above me at 17.3 oh, points. Wow, nail biter. A good riffraff. A good street rat. A good street rat. <laughs> I don't buy that. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole new world, boys. Yeah. I'm on top of it. That's right. Guys, that's our show. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Tim, Bring thank it. you. No, thank you. This Happy Halloween. Boy. And to you. Oh, oh thanks, thanks, man. What do you want to plug, man? Anything? Uh, Internet I, presence? I, I, You know, I really don't at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah. Just plug uh, me being great and you guys, too. Cool. Oh, that's Tim's nice. great. We are too. You heard it here first. <laughs> Stanford. Uh, really not that cocky. Yeah. 
but we will take compliments whenever we can get them. Thanks, Tim. He is. He just has a lot of self-realization. <laughs> Brad Davis. Yes, sir. Thank you, as always, my friend. Uh, thank you. Uh, at, you BD, uh, at BDOGP on Twitter and Instagram, and that is it. Cool. I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media platforms. That's Chris with an O, where the I should be, at High on Film across those same social mediables. Should you care to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, HighOnFilm.com, email us at the High on Film Show at gmail.com. I almost forgot it. <laughs> and guys, that's it. That's the show. Join us next week where uh, we're not going to do another scary movie, but we're going to do another movie about a guy with a famous knife. Or a famous guy with a famous knife. <laughs> both. Both are famous. <laughs> are His knife is so yeah. famous. <laughs> We're doing yeah. the sword and the stone. Sword, yeah, good guesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neither are correct. <laughs> Join us next week when we will we will uh, watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Goodbye. Happy Halloween. I mean, Ooh. oh wait. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>